wisdom is to not make decisions when you're overly low and not make decisions when you're too excited or overly high. You've got to find that. And it seems like that's why most of our students are being successful is they're finding that, that spot in the middle to remove those emotions from the equation. And that's why we have guys like James and, and the three of us and Janelle, like to help traders understand that because it's a, it's a difficult thing to understand when you're when you're in the the hot seat in the pilot seat but it's super simple for somebody looking from the outside especially an experienced person like we look at james right for james to look on the outside and be like that was a dumb trade (laughs) right here's why boom 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 what emotions were you thinking or feeling Mm -hmm. you know because because i've heard james kind of we'll say reprimand people for saying something like oh but i thought and he's like why are you thinking (laughs) why why would you think the indicators tell you when to enter and when to exit. There's no thinking involved, right? Um, so it's just it's just interesting. Or or if somebody, heaven forbid, says, "I felt, I felt that." Oh, oh no, no, no! Get your feelings out of here. <laughs> yep. So, what are the secrets? How do some of the most successful entrepreneurs find the freedom that we all got into business for in the first place? How did they find the time, energy, and resources to launch and scale strong? And how do entrepreneurs like us align our time, money, and energy in a way that will allow us to reach what we set out to achieve? These are the key questions, and this community will give you the answers. Welcome to the Prosperity Movement. Welcome to the Prosperity Podcast. Uh, Prosperity You Podcast. (laughs) This is a place where the core team of the Prosperity Movement we like to meet up and we like to chat about certain topics, things that are very, very helpful for people like you and and even ourselves as reminders for certain principles and concepts that are required in order to have the success you're looking for. Um, today is going to be a bit of a juicy topic. Um, <laughs> the topic is something that Brian was sending out in emails this week. Um, and I think it, it was kind of a variety of different topics. So here's what I want to do. I want to kind of I I can summarize it, I think, in a simple way. So essentially what what Brian, what you were talking about this week, it all had to do with the person that's that's finding opportunities, right? And of course, you kind of lightly touched on the opportunity itself that Prosperity Movement provides. This is that whole ABC opportunity, ABC person. And a lot of what you were saying is how you can be that A person. There, but also in the fire, also in the mess. Okay, right. Because like I, I initiated the the dreaded D word, man. I initiated the the um, the numbers, and and like what a lot of people don't know about prosperity movement is what's the heart behind what we're doing. You know, what is the genuine heart behind what we're doing? Like it and. It all comes back high level for, for me. And I didn't talk about it in our emails, but I came from a broken family. Okay. Generational stuff that led to me experiencing things as a kid. And then, and then just having this overall overarching experiencing being a part of another organization, touring all over North America, uplifting and empowering youth using music as the vehicle. Uh, you know, Travis got to learn more about that when I got to hang out with him in Idaho uh, this past week. We bonded like big time. I wish you were there, Zach. It was really years awesome. of James your, been awesome. your story, and then it, take, it took a couple of days of me sitting down with you, like holy 
crap. Like <laughs> it's inspiring, man. Like, yeah. thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, but genuinely, like being able to use music as a vehicle to uplift and empower youth uh, to to basically turn their tragedy into triumph. Like we were handed in things like suicide notes and razor blades as a sign of making changes by these kids. Kids like self mutilation. Like I can't tell you how many hundreds of arms I I saw signed my name and said this is my last mark over top of scars, right? Like and kids literally saying, you know, you changed my life and I'm I'm, I'm going to turn things around. But I really believe like even like, again, we're, 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 we're men of God. We're men of faith here. Like the Godhead is God, mom and dad, and then children. Okay. Inspiration. We should be gathering inspiration from our children. Okay. But inspiration is supposed to come from above and trickle down. Okay. We want to create that safety for our kids. And the reality is, is that we're living in a world right now where the the, the stats are what they are. And Zach's a data-driven dude. He's going to be able to tell you that we've got a 50% divorce rate right now. What most people don't know is that entrepreneurs, it's 75%. That means out of every four couple that there's entrepreneurs in the mix, boom, you got 75%, three out of four couples that are getting divorced. It's not working. And there's some there's some elements surrounding that so again what are some of the biggest challenges that people are having that's leading to this and right now because of all the problems in the world people are fighting mostly about money and communication and and unmet expectations that are going uncommunicated right and all of these things are what actually affect like so one of the most important decisions you're ever going to make is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with because that sets the pace for your production it sets the pace for your production. Genuinely, if you don't have that support and you don't have these things, like it, it, set, it, it genuinely can make or break. And so we got to be wise in our, our decision-making process. Nobody teaches us that in school. How do you properly like, you know, yeah, you look good. That should be enough, right? No, <laughs> there are layers to getting to know. Like, And so we just genuinely a prosperity movement. When we look at the four pillars of prosperity, when we look at time, our value of time, when we look at our health, uh, when we look at our relationships and finances, like these are all tools to help you filter through who you're spending your time with. Mm. Is it good for your health relationally? Is it, do you know what I mean? And and then finances can follow, right? And I, I just, I was really vulnerable with it. Um, and there were some things where I, if I go back and look at those emails again, I, I think I would probably rewrite a few things. I'm processing through some stuff myself. But my point in through all of this, by the time you got to the end of those emails, one of the things that you 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 should see, and, and I did have a misstep in there somewhere. because so I think I said, I my, my crew will tell you I did my absolute best. So do you remember that part, Zach, where I yeah. said, my crew will tell you I did my absolute best. Yeah. Something I realized recently is uh-uh. If I'm taking extreme ownership, the answer is no. And somewhere deep down inside, when I started to, and I'll talk about it now, pray and prayed for something very different than I've ever prayed for. And I don't know, I'm sure everybody on this call has prayed at some way, shape, and for in some way, shape, or form at some point. But I prayed for God's lenses. And this transfers into your trading, okay? Why does this transfer into your trading? And I think that James would agree with me on this, and it might not be in through a point of prayer, but it is a point of perspective because you don't want to 
be going through your perspective of hurt, hang up, emotion, feelings. We got to pull hurt, hang up, emotions, and feelings out of the equation in order to be successful at pushing the button, pushing the proper button at the proper times. And that even goes relationally. Okay, so when I asked God for his eyes and his perspective instead of mine, I started to realize, holy shit, this whole time, while I'm sitting here and seeing through the eyes and lenses of hurt and hang up and pointing like, ah, I don't know if anybody's ever had that feeling before where they'll look at a person, they'll be like, ah, you're so selfish. And you're like, ah, why are you so horrible? When you put on the lenses of God and you see them for who they are through the lens of Jesus, through the lens of God, you can't see anything else. So now you start to see the fruit of the spirit. Now you start to see the good in the person instead of all the flaws. The funny thing is, is that most people are projecting, projecting, they're reflecting rejection of themselves because all they see is the shit in the other person. But if all that is, if that's all that you see, what are you creating for yourself in that whole scenario? And so again, we're talking relationally. I did go into that stuff, but the whole point is, is these are all principles that we need to think of, not just from a person standpoint, but circumstances. If all you see is the shit in the circumstance, all you see is the problem. All you're going to continue to have is problem after problem after problem. But now we talk about being solutionaries. What is the solution? Oh, seek first to understand, then be understood. Oh, seek first on the charts. What do I need to see without the lens of lack? Right? All those things to be able to make wise decisions. It just exactly. it goes across the board. And, and, yeah. and that's, I think, overall, the message that I would want to properly convey after going back and filtering. Through. I mean, we've I had a week before to write these emails. And I think everybody in any author, copywriter or author will tell you, ah, I wrote that book two years ago. If I could go back and rewrite it, I would. We're going <laughs> to re redo another edition. Right. Uh, right. But that's that's how I'd want to close on that for a high level of, of the whole. Yeah, thing. it sounds like you're saying two main points. The The first one is the 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 concept of seeing the dust in someone else's eyes without noticing the plank in your own. Right. Mm. Um, and having this this radical self-awareness, uh, which is also, you know, extreme ownership before you go into the markets. Right. Because we're talking about trading in general is, is another topic outside of the main that you were just just talking about. Uh, and the idea is that if, if you can't be self-aware of your own current circumstances, your emotions that you're you're probably taking and then perceiving things differently with, then it causes problems. And and, and of course, the, the other one that it sounds like is is also an element of um, just wisdom in, in general um, that you, you were, oh, how did you phrase this? What I heard when you were talking about is basically having wisdom and then wisdom is basically having you know, self-understanding of true perspective, right? Don't don't hide from it, but actually go address it and take extreme ownership towards this this path. And and if you think if we look back on all of the 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 guys and gals that we get the most excited about that are being successful with learning our trading strategies and such, right? Almost all of them, if if not all, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of them have talked about an element of that journey being a 
realization that they're bringing some crap to the table, right? Uh, and some self-improvements and, and, and such that they had to work on. Like it wasn't just, oh, I learned how to push a button or I learned how to understand a chart. It was, I also learned myself, right? Go ahead, James, what you got? Yeah, I'd put it as um, I've spoken to some this week and, and what I find is there's a big victim mentality and it's kind mm. of like Brian said there, just in a different way. You feel it's them picking on me. It's her. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. But it's the victim mentality. It's this always happens to me. That always happens to me. There's a particular Loom video I'm reminded of where someone sent me a, a trade on a euro dollar. And I think you you shared it in the past. And it was, the, I think, the turning point where that individual realized, oh, wait, I'm not a victim because he, he he started the video by saying, look, see, that's what always happens to me. I've placed a trade and now it's turning back. And it turned a little bit and then it carried on and it went all the way to his 100 pip target. And um, yeah. and you could hear the change in his voice in the Loom recording. It went from victim to a, oh, yeah, process. I just followed the process without feeling we need to eliminate that emotion when we trade. I don't have an emotion when I trade. A friend of mine called me a psychopath some time ago on it because I don't. But I'm not. It's just the what. It's just a job. I'm just here to do a job. I'm here to push a button and take their money. They're there to take mine. Well, you're not having it, and and that's the way it is. But there's no emotion from me in that. And if I did get one wrong, okay, chalk it up to experience and crack on. Still there to do a job. We we need to eliminate the victim mentality and the minute we can do that and i think if you watch this you'll know who i'm addressing because uh, there's one person i'm thinking of particularly that has that victim mentality he's got to get past it it'd be all right then have you but seen it, those videos of uh, go ahead brian no you 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 um <laughs> have you seen this? i don't know why this popped in my head with you talking right now james but have you guys seen those videos of people handling like these swarms of bees in other people's like garages or trash cans or something? And they're just casually picking them up. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I panic when, when I see a few bees. One is okay. Fine. I'll just kind of shoo it away and stuff. But they're just picking them up barehanded, nothing. And yeah. you do, you, I mean, I think we've all heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but if like you start panicking and you get that fear, you release like these pheromones that the bees are like, I want to get you then. <laughs> right. Uh, or, and particularly if you start like, maybe moving too fast and scaring the the hive then they're going to attack you it's like there's no emotions in that job <laughs> you just got to go do it and you're going to be okay and i think that's kind of this the same thing over here as well it's like you, you don't need to have the emotions they like, take those out because then you'll be okay if you have the emotions that's when things happen poorly all we need to know is the difference between a bee and a wasp i've shown my little girl we saw a bee on the on the pavement and i said look coax it onto my finger and I coaxed it up onto my hand and I said now we'll take it somewhere like a flower or something in the garden and we'll put him down what if he stings you what if he stings you he's got no reason to sting me if he stings me he dies it'll be painful but then he'll die he doesn't want to die he just wants to be somewhere safe I don't want to yeah. step on him so we'll move him to a flower if it was a wasp I'd have squashed all over that thing because yeah, yeah. they're little bollocks that's going to sting you <laughs> but me, that's different they've no interest in stinging you you can't either. live without bees we can't live without bees those things exactly. are like they're, exactly. they're the they're the they're the foundation of everything that Paul everything that they do we can't yeah. if if the bees go instinct we're all dead yeah, I'm trying to teach her what to not be cruel to. It's yeah. funny because she's terrified of spiders. And wouldn't you know, I, I was taking her to school in my car the other day and we opened my door 
And right there on, you know, there's a footwell with the name of the car. Right there, there's this whopper of a spider. It's like it was a good big one. And she ah, and she left away. I said, relax, don't slam the door now, you let it. And I scooped it off onto my palm. We let him go. Spiders do no harm. Leave him alone. I don't know how he got there, but okay. Oh. He's not staying there, but... Yeah. I am the spider. You get in the car then after that. I had to drive it to school on my knee. Uh, spiders fear me. <laughs> <laughs> I see a spider, I kill it immediately. Kill things out of fear? Well, hey, that's that's just the way to go yeah. about it. Next time you got us way off topic again. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Travis. <laughs> no, I actually I wanted to actually dive into like the what James was saying about victim and, and victor here, where like um like that that's such an important thing for people to be able to do. There's three types of people. You've got a victim, you've got a survivor and you have a victor. And we all play those roles at some point in time in our lives. And we still do it like all of us do. But, you know, again, remember, solution focus is understanding that you do need to identify the problem. You're not supposed to live in the problem. But finding a solution helps you get to victory faster or identifying the problem and finding a solution helps you get to victory faster. And so ultimately, you've got to identify what role am I playing? You can change that narrative anytime you want. It is a click of a switch. And so now, James, you've gotten to a point where you are in a constant victor mentality, whether it's in front of the charts or really any other aspect of anywhere else in life. Like, where did oh, that you, character you my come from? Have you met? <laughs> She's the one who sharpened you and helped you get well, to that? You know, <laughs> I'd have to say, I come off. You're a survivor you know, over there, are you? I'm a survivor <laughs> there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know my place. I do as I'm told. <laughs> so, okay, so some areas of your life, you're Victor, and some areas you're, vic- you're, yeah. <laughs> you're Victim. <laughs> That's it. Well, so she is the spider. The thing, She's the black the widow. I have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> really quick thing. Sorry, <laughs> you can wear <laughs> My many. Hats, grandparents are gentlemen. in town, and their uh, campers uh, power cord that you hook up to the car. Uh, I guess it popped off somehow, or they didn't connect it, and it just got sh- shredded on the road. And so I went. I learned how to replace those things <laughs> by trial and error, and got the whole th- the whole thing fixed up. But to do that, I had to go to Lowe's to get tools. I'm not allowed to go to Lowe's by myself uh, because I-, I only needed like a couple wrenches and. Uh, f- f- almost $500 later, I get back home and it's like, Grammy, just don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and guess the first thing came out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah, look, look what he's got. <laughs> to come so, back I to- survived though on this call, so we're okay. I'm, I'm like that when I Survivor. go to a gun shop. I go to a gun shop and I have to say to the guy, see that there, just take that out, put it in the bag. Because she's sitting out in the car. And so the reason she's sitting out in the car is because I've sworn to them that the truth is, look, Stacy can't go in the gun shop. You've got to be 18 to go in here. They believed it. They let me away with it. So I get to go in there. I'm just going in for the box of bullets. And I come out with this big red bag. Oh, yeah, I got a target as well. And then stash it. <laughs> in the you stay there. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it in the boot of my own. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I actually have uh, I have an, a, what I think is a decent analogy for kind of some of what we're talking about because we're we're basically talking about ways that you yourself can can look at your challenges and even in even some of your pursuits like trading um 
in an, in the most effective way possible, right? Um, in a way that doesn't harm you or others involved, <laughs> right? So um, I was thinking about this analogy the other day. Uh, if you didn't know, I'm I'm a little bit of a fan of Tesla. And so I was kind of thinking about this whole concept of there are different opportunities that we'll call a vehicle. There are different kinds of vehicles out there. And then there's different drivers, right? And, you know, if <laughs> there are there are some good drivers, let's let's say Travis is a good driver. And then there's some not so great drivers. We'll say me is not a great driver. <laughs> so, so, but what's, what's interesting is when you combine, when you have different combinations of the vehicle and the driver, let's say you want to get from point A to point B. Okay. And obviously this is a metaphor. So point B is the success you're looking for. And there's a lot of different routes to get to point B and you can get there in different kinds of vehicles and you can get there with different kinds of driving styles. Some of those styles are going to get you there faster. Some you'll get in a car wreck, which will delay yourself getting there in, in a timely manner, right? Like every there's so many different combos. And so there's two things to consider here. Number one, how can you have the most effective vehicle possible? Even one that can maybe help to overcome some of your own flaws. So if you put Travis into any vehicle, pretty much, as long as it doesn't break down on the way, but any decent vehicle, he's going to get to point B at a decent time. Okay? I have the tools now to fix the car, though. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but you you put me in a regular vehicle, there's a chance for an a-, a car accident, right? But if you put me into a Tesla that drives itself, well, now the vehicle is actually overcoming a part of my own flaws. So like the, the vehicle is really, really important. So if we if we if we now uncover what this crazy analogy is all about the vehicle is prosperity movement and it is a tesla or it's like a combo between tesla and ferrari okay it's like the most awesome tesla in the world and it will drive automatically and will never mess up (laughs) okay and that's a process the vehicle is simply a process what james was saying like you just follow the process and you'd be surprised how quickly you get there stop putting in your own lead foot because you're not getting there fast enough. No, no, no. Trust the process. It will get you there in the most effective way possible so you don't crash on the way. Well, yeah, there's also the rules. There's, there's a process and then there's rules, kind of like there's a speed limit on the road, right? Right. If it's, it's a 70 mile an hour speed limit, you're not supposed to go 120. That's illegal, right? Like <laughs> very illegal. I think it's a felony. But yeah, so you have your process, you have your vehicle, you have the pilot or the, the driver, right? And then you also have the other rules around that get you to where you're trying to get to. And it's really that simple. I think that's what James used to talk about all the time, actually, was how it is just, I mean, when you get in a car, you don't second guess your your knowledge of how to drive it. It comes second nature to this point, Uh, to to a point so much that it actually gets kind of a little bit more dangerous if you're not trying to pay attention. Sometimes you kind of forget. I mean, have you ever like drove somewhere and then got to your destination like, oh, my God where, what, how did I get here? Like you just go into autopilot mode and stuff. So yeah, we got to yeah. be careful of that. in this analogy for trading is that we yeah. don't go into autopilot. We're you're, continuously yeah. purposeful you're, and intentional. You're with either going to be the driver or you're going to be the vehicle and get driven. <laughs> right. <laughs> or you'll be the guy it, holding the tool or you'll be the tool. Which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, and you don't want to, so like to Brian's point at the beginning, right? Like, you don't want to be the driver that's driving emotionally, right? You want, you want to be the driver that has a a healthy lens on. We could even say a godly lens. Okay. I think that's really, really actually important 
in order to, to maximize your route from point A, which is where you're at, to point B, which is where you want to be, right? Um, I think it's all very, very And relevant. to be fair, like on that topic, though, too, like we all fall short. Sure. Like I have to be intentional to ask for those lenses. I have to be intentional to like, and that's a constant practice. Like I can very easily fall out of that. No different than you can fall out of your process with trading, right? Like that's, it's when you, there are a lot of different types of people out there. Like, like of the, of the four of us on here, I'm the most emotional individual on this call. Right. And there, there's, there's pros and cons to that. That's a gift that that my level of empathy is next level for most people because I can sense it when I walk in the room. I can sense anything when I walk in the room. I can tell. You don't even have to say a word. I I can tell. I can feel it. I can see it. I can sense it. That's that's I mean, that's part of high functioning autism. Like that's that. And that's again, that's a, you got a blessing and a challenge. Right. And so there are people on this call that they've got gifts, they've got talents, they've got they've got things that they're optimal in. But the reality is we all fall short in some way. We're all flawed. We all have. And so you've got to work through that no matter what you're dealing with, whether it's communication with people, communication from the charts, like all that kind of stuff. And you've got to tap in and be intentional with seeking that level of focus and and sometimes we don't have it in our own power. And that's why I believe in the power of prayer, because you can tap into something that's much stronger and way more powerful than you. And to me, the one who created me is way more powerful than me. Um, there's, yeah. So at the end of the day, being able to to hone in on that, that into something that's higher than my own understanding is what I'm looking to achieve. And I think too, as, what that as much as possible. Right. Yeah. And what that's also going to do is it's going to help you with clarity um, because we all have decisions to make, whether it's to enter a trade or even maybe some career choices or maybe even finding the one you're going to live with the rest of your life. Um, These are all decisions that are really, really important to have ultimate clarity on, (laughs) like as much clarity as humanly possible. And uh, I think doing praying about it. Um, and having getting rid of the hurts and hangups when making that decision, I think is really, really important. I remember, um, just a quick example of that actually. And, and it's funny enough, Brian and I were just kind of talking about it a little bit earlier today. Um, there, I was, I, my first ad agency, my first marketing agency that I ran, I had two partners. It was not Brian and Travis. This was a long time ago. <laughs> and, um, there, there came a point in time that business was not being run, um, very well. Uh, in fact, I was doing a whole lot of work, actually pretty much all of the work. And so there came a point in time where it was really affecting my health because it was just so much, like I'm saying 80 to 90 hours a week, putting into these campaigns and projects and stuff and still feeling behind. It was just a horrible model, the way we designed it. And, um, there came a point in time where I'm like, I need, I need help making a choice here. Right. And I had just met Brian, this Brian, (laughs) I just met him. I loved the way he was operating as a person and for the business. And I was like, man, that's what I want. But like, I have this thing built out. That's currently literally paying for all my bills. Like this is my only source of income. Am I really going to throw all that away? Is that worth it? 
blah, blah, blah. So what I did is I hired a business consultant and I met with this guy for an hour and I told him everything that's going down. I'm like, okay, I've got this agency. It's killing me. Just my mental health is bad. My physical health is bad. Um, It's affecting my relationships in a very, very negative way. So like my kids and my wife and, and I'm like, and then I got this guy named Brian over here and this is the way that he's doing things. And I'm like, that's super attractive. Very pretty dog. Hello. She's watching you. She watches telly. <laughs> just, like that. just, I don't mean to interrupt you, but just so we're painting a proper picture here for people, because you're, again, you're being, uh, what's the word? You're being modest. Oh, I was paying my bills and stuff. He took a company from zero to just scraping seven figures in 14 months. Yeah. This yeah, was it, like, yeah. It was good. It was a good business. <laughs> was, I told him a, he was crazy. You shouldn't. <laughs> You should but this, wait until we match or so. I don't know. But, <laughs> but this random business consultant, which, by the way, I did not know this guy at all. This is the first time I get on the phone with this guy. I hired him through like, I don't know, some some company that has consultation services. Right. So um, his name was Kyle. <laughs> Kyle listens to everything. And he says, well, to me, it sounds like literally all your problems are stemming from this marketing agency. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they are. But like my my partners over there, I consider them my friends, right? Like I don't want to I don't want to mess up the friendship. And the guy's like, "Okay. Well, it now it sounds like you're choosing your friendship over your family relationships." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, actually, he is totally right." He's and, pulling you through the four pillars of prosperity that yeah, you already lived. He did, man. And and I was like, Okay. And this is one of those moments where I, he, he helped me give me this clarity, he got rid of the hurt and hangups that I was dealing with. And he's like, dude, it is crystal clear. And, uh, and I ripped the bandaid off, man, the very next day started the process of selling my shares in that company and partnered with Brian. It sounds like you like literally you went through a process that was obviously pretty emotional, but you implemented something that could help you remove the emotion by hiring the consultant and helping you make a decision that wasn't based on emotion. Exactly. And isn't that good? What's the definition of wisdom? Like, I think that there's two sides to this where wisdom is, from my understanding, it's not wise to make decisions when you're in a negative state. And it's not wise to make decisions when you're overly and too positive. Like if you're too, like way too happy or excited that you shouldn't be making. And we see that even in trading, right? Like we see guys getting super cocky because they're, they're getting hit with that dopamine and they're like, ah, that's so good. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Ah, what just happened? Right. Like, and then the other side, oh, I'm getting pissed. I'm going to keep going. It's like on either side of that. You're yeah. losing. You're, it's not wise, right? And so, like, my understanding again of wisdom wisdom is to not make decisions when you're overly low, and not make decisions when you're too excited or overly high. You've got to find that, and it seems like that's why most of our students are being successful is they're finding that that spot in the middle, yeah, to remove those emotions from the equation. And that's why we have guys like James and and the three of us and Janelle, like to help traders understand that because it's a it's a difficult thing to understand when you're when you're in the the hot seat in the pilot seat 
but it's super simple for somebody looking from the outside, especially an experienced person. Like we look at James, right? For James to look on the outside and be like, that was a dumb trade, (laughs) right? Here's why. Boom, 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 boom. What emotions were you thinking or feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've heard James kind of, we'll say reprimand people for saying something like, oh, but I thought, and he's like, why are you thinking? (laughs) Why, Why would you think? The indicators tell you when to enter and when to exit. There's no thinking involved, right? Um, so it's just it's just interesting. Or or if somebody, heaven forbid, says, "I felt, I felt that." Oh, oh no, no, no! Get your feelings out of here. <laughs> yep. And it's interesting because, like, even for me, like, I, and I did mention this in the uh, in the emails, like, you know, where my habits moved to because I used to, I got to trade every day. I got to trade every day. Get it, and. I've got a pretty good, like I've I've gotten very good. My skill sets are really good when it comes to being consistent. And I, my win ratio would be like two weeks at a time before I have a lesson day. But I've noticed now that like when I moved to all of a sudden not going every day and going every second day, and I notice again, James doesn't trade every single day. I think that helps as well because it's like there's some processing that happens in between and there's some like no urgency because this methodical approach of going slower to go faster seems to really work. But now my lesson days, if you look at it, it, they're averaging once every three months, which I'm almost getting to as good as James, but in phase one, instead of phase two in terms of my win ratio. But here's the thing that because I'm going every second day, it's actually more like a month and a half. Right. But point is, is I went from two weeks to a month and a half by just simply making a simple adjustment to help me remove my urgency, which caused emotion. And it was a small tweak, man, but it was a big impact. Yeah. Small tweak, but big impact. Like how often do we see small tweaks that, that make massive impact in this community? A lot. Quite a bit. I have a question for you guys, for Zach and Brian. Hmm. Who do you think is the better trader, Zach or Brian, and why James? <laughs> I haven't seen either of them trade or seen any of their either. Well, you're not asking to me. Oh, that was great. Uh, James is definitely the best trader. <laughs> yeah, obviously. We, we're also taking two different approaches, though. You're right. Yeah. Um, Can I tell you the key? Will I tell you the key? Sure. Mm. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed to talk to myself. I expect to get the best advice from myself. And I keep telling everyone in these sessions, and they hear it in my sessions. Guy will, Guy will uh, vouch for this. I talk out loud about every bar that is going to make a difference to me. Otherwise, the, the, the subconscious in you will say, you don't, you don't take the money because you risk losing. So you think, there's no divergence against me. There's a line there it's reaching to. I'll make a decision when it gets to that line. Or I've already decided that it's going to get to that line and then it'll reject. And Guy will vouch for that because he's on the sessions and he sees that. Talking to myself makes a massive difference. I know so many people who feel embarrassed about it. I don't give a rats. So long as I don't find myself in an argument, I'm not going to worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I talk to my yep. I talk to myself when I trade for sure. Actually, sometimes you need expert advice, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes, like for me, 
I was actually just telling our our community this yesterday. Um, if I make a poor trading decision and I win, <laughs> I make sure out loud I say that was not a smart idea and you got really lucky, right? Mm. Because otherwise it, it it almost reinforces a bad behavior. So I have to like verbally remind myself that hey, dude. Relax. Be more patient. I can't get away with this that is, one every single time. Right. This is exactly strike, how people start strike. going down a strike one. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly how people start going down that rabbit hole of uh, you know yeah. crime. Okay, because people aren't born bad, and you get around the the wrong group or the wrong mentality. That's what you're t- we're talking about, right? And you do something small that's maybe not legal. Okay, and you get away with it. And you're like, oh, well, that wasn't that bad. And then do it again. Maybe it's worse the next time. Oh, you got away again. It's not it's that just, bad. And you do it over and over. This is study. This is extremely study material. That the more you get away with it, the more enforced you are, reinforced to do it again or do something worse, right? And so that's the same thing in the trading is that if God forbid that you you do something stupid and it works in your favor, because then there's no lesson. And as Zach is pointing out, you're actually saying it out loud. Let me let this be a lesson. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what? That was really stupid. I got mm-hmm. lucky. And you cannot mm-hmm. be lucky in the markets for very long. Mm-hmm. Okay. It will mm-hmm. always beat you in the butt. You've got to be intentional in the market and it's not that hard. It's not that difficult. It's the same thing with addiction. It's the same thing with addiction. Oh, just one more. 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 It's the exact same thing. And, uh, you know, they, what did they say? It takes 90 days to make or break a habit. Yeah. And I, I have conversations with people almost, I mean, at least every day, every second week right now because <laughs> Travis takes the conversations the other weeks but like I hear a lot and we are attracting a lot of people that have been with other organizations they got to come over here and break bad habits mm. like that's the like we do attract some new people to trading I was kind of talking with someone a little bit new today but like for the most part most of the people that are coming here are experienced in some way shape or form experienced other education or tried learning off youtube or something yeah and they i was i was talking to a guy the other day he said um we have a we have a chat with him next week he said he trade he's been trading for seven or eight years and i'm like and how's how are are things going he goes well (laughs) which is always a good start well uh he's like i'm basically break even like he's basically the amount of money he's put in he's made that amount of money kind of thing over those years and some years were more positive some years were more negative but in the end he said he's about break even um and all of that has to do with habits and and janelle janelle and i like we talk quite often about our members um and what she's seeing and stuff like that. And what I've seen and noticed with the numbers, it's very interesting how someone without a trading background, typically this is a generalization, but tends to do better in our programs than somebody who has a trading background. Um, And it's because they, they don't, they're molded and they start with the right. Better out of the gates. We got to be on better out of the gates because we have seen like guys like Nick Koenig come in not doing well elsewhere comes through and completely like it was the thing he needed. That's why I said generally speaking. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. And yeah. so generally, the, basically, the rule of thumb is if you have bad habits, the sooner you can shed them, the faster you'll find yourself at the success you're looking for. And what you're the talking funny thing about... is that those bad habits are not always about trading, you know, right. at all. There's a lot of internal habits that we have, uh, ways of thinking or thought processes in general that are bad habits that bleed and leach into your your trading habits as well, right? Like it's not all about just, you know, something you learned in a different platform or a different strategy. Some, sometimes there's just habits in your in the in another of your four pillars, right? Um, of <laughs> I mean, help me out here, guys. Like, or in your identity, there... or in, you're going down the exact 100%. road where I was going with here, which how you're, I like how you're internally, um, you're operating. So your operating system is in victim, in survivor, or victor. The guy you're describing right now, Zach, is not a victim. He's not a victor. He's sitting in the middle. Well, he's breaking even constantly. Survivors are always just making it through, right? always just squeezing by it's like the middle class just making it totally totally right just squeezing through i'm not victim to the point where like everything is in shambles and but it is a constant mess and i'm just like getting over the line constantly right so it's like oh what perfect and then somehow my like and my let talks about this a lot which is your your, I believe he's, he talked about your temperature or your, your, um, uh, what, what do you call those things that set the, the temperature in your house? Thermostat. Thermostat. Your thermostat. So you have, you have an internal thermostat. And so a lot of people don't realize they do this, but they, they will self destruct to get them back to their thermostat. So their success expectation for themselves is sitting right here. And so then what ends up happening is that they, and this is the law of proximity. Hanging out with certain people with this and blah 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 this and that and so they oh they'll start pushing through this way but something internally is telling them oh you can't so oh crap I got a I got a speeding ticket I got this I got that happened this thing happened this thing and all of a sudden I was here and then right we're back to my thermostat which is why power of proximity is everything because now it's going to rub off when you get into a room that the expectation is at this temperature. Now your temperature from here has to rise. It has to. It's the law of osmosis. Mm -hmm. It has to rise, which is why prosperity movement is so powerful and why it's important for you to put yourself in a pool with a higher thermostat level. 92% success rate, baby. And while we're picky (laughs) on who is allowed to come in, you know, people think that just because they can afford, you know, to spend a little bit of money with us that they just get in. It's like, no, we want to make sure that you're going to align with the mission, vision and values that we have, that you're going to align with the idea of actually, you know, coming through with intentionality to to do something purposefully with us, not just to try it out, test your, put your toes in the waters, but but, but to come in and actually, and actually swim with us. Right. Um, And love them or hate them. The, the infamous Andrew Tate has a, a great way of expressing this, okay? Uh, and he goes, if you sit in a barbershop every week and you get your hair cut, and it's a barbershop full of just people who make ice cream, okay? Like ice cream vendors, okay? You do this for an entire year, and every week you go get your hair cut, you hear them talk about how to, to perfect the, the recipe, how to distribute the ice cream, how to freeze it better, how to get more people in your ice cream store, all of that. And you have nothing to do with ice cream, but you're just listening in. You think that by the end of that year, you're going to know how to make a freaking bomb business that does really good in ice cream? 
probably and by like brian is saying by the law of osmosis for an example you know just being around other people who are also fully committed to the idea of i want to make my my life better in general and one of the vehicles that i'm going to use for my financial pillar is going to be through trading because as long as i'm following a very simple process and system of rules it's going to work and i just have to work on myself to make sure i don't get in that in my in my way and you have a whole group of people like that at different points in that journey some are really really high i mean currently right now there are multiple seven and eight figure earners right that you, you want to be around those now there are also guys a, a few in that this are community following james's like plays on calls james is starting with 50 dollars lot size these guys are putting in 200 dollars lot sizes they trust him that much we have students that are making more than the educators based on just trusting the educators and having enough gull and balls for lack of a better term yeah. to put in more a higher lot size well and sorry, I, didn't to, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. keep going but that's like an important piece of the equation here yeah. I'm in my geriatric phase now. I, I've traded the one and the 200s, and I still scale in, but I'm I'm lazy these days. I don't need it anymore, but I'm very, very happy that others are doing it because it's there to be done. Take yeah. it while it's on the table. You don't put out a wheelie bin when, when, when it's raining gold. You hire a skip, and you put the skip out to collect the gold, don't you? So there's people that are following James. There's people who have learned and then don't show up to anything. And they're very happy with their stuff. They're doing it by themselves at this point. And there's also a group of people that are staying here. And they're just like, you know what? I love the community enough that I want to keep coming. I want to keep inspiring the next wave of people to come through. And then of course, there's that wave of people that are starting out or maybe somewhere there in the middle. And there's someone who's absolutely brand new, doesn't even know what a candle is, right? Like there's so many different levels of, of people in, in the program. But as Brian was saying, you think that you, you can't sit down with us a few days out of the week for in a year and not have like the most radical shift in your perspective uh possible it's it's impossible right like th just show up okay just show up it's going to do something for you um we equate this oftentimes going to the gym because it's basically the same thing going to the just the idea of going to the gym and committing to it is probably the hardest part okay um but you're going to slowly build up your condition and get better and better. And if you have other people around you that are like, hey, come to the gym with me. Let's get back into shape and stuff, right? Like, that's going to inspire you to keep going. The accountability, right? Self-accountability. Let's face it. Humans, human beings are fickle. And they think that motivation is going to do something for them. And I, I really I really don't like the word motivation. Because the only thing that motivation is, is just a discipline that comes through and inspires you in a moment, right? It's like my discipline, my habits that I formed. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go to the gym right now, but I'm at least going to go. And maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get on the treadmill for a while. But then you show up to the gym, you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, right? <laughs> like there's, there's this building of habits. Consistency doesn't need motivation. Consistency mm -hmm. does not need motivation consistency means even when i'm not motivated i do it absolutely that's good discipline and I so i think a lot of people are really worried uh about starting because they have these thoughts in the back of their head about am i going to be disciplined okay am i going to be consistent with this and stuff it's like well the cool thing is actually your entire group of people that you're surrounding yourself with hold you accountable to those things right and help inspire you along the ways 
uh, again, uh, just like going to the gym, I, I, I love that when Brian was here, he pushed me to go all the time, right? Like every day. And my wife, bless her heart, is is the one that has to drag me to the gym instead of the other way around. And so I, I love that those people are pulling me with them, right? And that's the quality of the person that we want in our program, that when we sit down and talk to them and see if they're a good fit, when we say yes, it's because they're going to also pull other people with them. And the cycle continues to continue, constantly do this. And that's why it's called prosperity movement. Okay, it's not prosperity stagnation. <laughs> it's a, 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 a it doesn't stop. It's just movement all the time. Love it, love it. So good, Brian. Do you want to uh, share a, a link here with the folks? Yeah, let's let's do that here. Um, what is it? That's a team link. I, I believe it is. I can I can do the, the prosperity link. team. I think yeah. the, the the link here. Sorry, I'm going to put that in the chat. And basically, sorry, I got distracted there. I got a call coming up. But hey, listen, if, if you're listening to this podcast or you're here with us live and, and you haven't gone through the due diligence process yet, you haven't you know, gotten the blueprint, this is a very, very key component. The blueprint, it, the trading blueprint, I believe is through TradeEd. Is that uh, correct? Our sister company there, uh, Travis? Yes. So the whole point of the blueprint is to help you with your due diligence and then also to help prepare you. And we've actually seen a massive shift in the numbers in, in regards to how quickly people are going to live and becoming profitable based on going through this blueprint. So it prepares you and gets you set up for success on the other side of this with us, and it helps you move at a faster pace. Uh, we've got a 92% success rate. You're going to learn more about that through the blueprint. And so if you haven't gotten it yet, it is normally $47, a $470 value, roughly. You can click on go.prosperitymovement.online forward slash prosperity team, or just type that in go.prosperitymovement.online forward slash prosperity team. Book a time with our team. You're going to get the blueprint as a prerequisite to talk with us and to, you know, basically dot the I's and cross the T's. Uh, so just go through that, book a time with our team, make sure you go through the blueprint and we look forward to going over your, your unique trading plan for where you're at and uh, getting you moving and grooving to back engineer your goals and dreams. So that's it from me, I suppose, for today. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Thank you guys. As always, it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. Learned a lot. This is great. I hope you guys learned a lot too. Click that link, follow the instructions, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Awesome. Bye.